Now this is really perfect. You will be a horror unlike anything they have seen. I will send you back to the Fae. And you will level them. Unfortunately, Ernest, this is the time for hardship. And it is the time for honesty. You are going into a deeply, deeply perilous place. And then there is a creak and a groan of wood and teeth descend from the doorframe and from the floor and snap shut on the wheelie bin, snapping it. Mess done? Ernest? Alistair? Welcome, listeners, back to Season 3 of Dark Tides. We're welcoming you back. It's been a while. How have you been? I don't really want to know. It's been so long. BJ, you ruined the intro, and I'm not doing another take. No, start again. No, I'm not doing another take. (laughs) All right. Well, introduce yourself now that you've spoiled it. No, I won't. Chester, you go first. It wasn't even me this time, guys. I'm I'm doing pretty good. I swear it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I haven't upset anyone yet today. (laughs) <laughs> it's because I woke up just before we started. <laughs> I haven't been around enough. It's the the best way to ensure you don't upset anyone. Just, just not don't be around. See anyone? Yeah, yeah be in bed. Well, let's let's try it. Let, okay, look, let's let's new season. Let's try a slightly different one. I'll introduce each of you. Ooh, all right. uh, because we didn't actually do it properly. Uh, welcome to Dark Tide season three, episode two. We didn't... It's not named. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, I am Aubrey Lydon, your game master, host, dungeon master, and things. Uh, with me, as always, is Chester Lydon. Hey. And BJ Ingate. Hey. <laughs> you mock... My you, voice is never mocking, that deep. You're mocking my deep voice. <laughs> No, I was just, it was a toss, I was, like, when you said that, I knew I was going to do the same thing, <laughs> but it was a toss-up as whether I went really high, and then I was like, no, that's really obvious, so I was, hey. I feel like we hey. need to harmonise on Chester's long-held, hey. 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 Unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> Zero just, out of ten. We're just literally we're, yeah. unlistenable. We're just busking for time because we don't have fun facts. <laughs> well, okay, we we've done other things before. Come on, guys, we can we can be inventive. <laughs> we've made other episodes, I think. <laughs> we've made other episodes. We have other attributes. We've done as things. What what are other facts? Um, just a fa- just a fact. Just a fact. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we uh, we recorded yesterday a uh, Tully Jackson uh, sequel two-parter, a little mm. uh, bonus thing for the patrons. So if you're you not can patron, find patreon.com. I missed that. Patreon.com. And you can check that out on most of the tiers, I believe. Anything other than the first tier. Uh, because it is a stretch goal that was uh, yeah. de- deemed by our esteemed Discord patrons, the upper echelons, if you will. Mm. Is it just me who feels like the 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 patrons are like this? Uh, it's like this assembly court of demonic forces. <laughs> 
that they also just, keep the lore of the show yes, intact most yes, of the time, to be but fair. But they just demand and jeer <laughs> at us for more. Because yeah, what, what was funny is while we were recording the Tully Jackson stuff, uh, like Tully's probably the most hated character in all of Dark Only Tides. by one person. Rightfully you know so. who you but are. No, so, so while we were recording, there was like active Tully slander on the Discord. <laughs> like the entire time we were re- recording, people were like shit-talking him. And it's like, yeah, it's good, good. This I see how exactly it is. what I wanted. <laughs> How does that make you feel, BJ? Pretty good, honestly. It's, it's good. I like it. <laughs> BJ has the most hated character, <laughs> beating out even villains. Made. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true, which is kind of weird for me. Yep. I try. Hey, any publicity is good publicity. I'll take it. Yeah. BJ, you got any fun facts? Do I have any? F- oh, I feel like I I thought of one. Your computer, dude. My computer, yeah. My computer parts are here. You can check it out on twitch.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my fun fact is check out my Twitch channel on twitch.tv slash BJ Squid. Um, Chester and I are going to build my computer tomorrow. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> I'm going to drive to Sydney for a rehearsal and then drive all the way back and then we're building my computer. <laughs> gonna be great uh oh yeah okay and last or this this week because it's the weekend um earlier this week i was dancing on a staircase (gasps) at a accounting software convention (gasps) as people were were coming in why Um, because that's my job Cause people trying to make, accounted, are they trying to make accounting cool again? Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> literally, that was our job, was to hype people up uh, before the accounting convention. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, hell's yeah. Oh, hell's yeah, now, bro. Now, uh, it kind worked. People, is, were, people were buzzing. Is this better or worse than working on a cruise ship, BJ? Oh, so much better, because I could go home after it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't worked on a cruise ship. The, con- <laughs> the the total job was two days long, including the rehearsal, whereas cruise contracts are like minimum three months, Yeah, which is a long time. I mean, yeah. I guess it'd be fun to be on a cruise no. ship for free, but like for a week, maybe. I'm pretty sure I heard a horror story the other day, and, not, and I, I say horror story as uh, the way it makes you feel, not that it was fe- false or meant to be horrific, um, but that apparently... Some cruise liner somewhere. You'd have to assume it was in the US. Um, oh, I see. I, see. I don't know. They got shot in, the dancers? I don't know. Got into trouble or whatever. And the crew just abandoned ship, like knew it was sinking, and they just abandoned wow. it, but they left all of the all of the guests. And so it was the entertainment section of the crew that did all of the ferrying people off and keeping them calm. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's that sounds- really awful. And then apparently it happened to the same crew of people again (laughs) a couple of years later in the exact same situation. Apparently there is this big thing, I was listening to a podcast about it uh, like last year or something apparently there's there's a thing with container ships and big cargo ships and stuff where they'll um, I forget what it's, there's a name for it I forget what it's called but basically if the company running the ships runs out of money or something happens, they can end up locked in like just stranded because if like if the company stops funding them they something about they don't fund their permission to dock at the port or something mm-hmm. and so these people legally can't leave the ship or they lose their whole contract which is like you know usually these people go sail for 6 months and like get a big paycheck and that's what they pay their family with right so they can't get off the ship because they they forfeit their pay but the company can't pay them and they can't dock until the company has, like puts their permission through. So these people are just stuck for sometimes like years at a time. Just like, I really hope 
maybe I'll get paid. And yeah, apparently it's this really horrible thing. There's ships that are um, just stranded in ports or out in the ocean for, for months at a time. And I think something to do with the um, that massive explosion that happened in Beirut was linked to it mm. because there was a ship that had fertilizer on it or something mm-hmm. that was stranded for like six months and then the fertilizer was put in a warehouse like and not taken care of properly because they were just trying to get the people off and the company couldn't take responsibility for it so like well we'll just dump it in a warehouse and then it sat there for ages like 10 years or whatever it was, it was turning into gas eventually yeah self-combusted and that's what the explosion was Nice Very point, intense. Senator. Can you back that up with a source? I sure can. Check out 99PI. <laughs> Damn. I think it was 99PI. Well, is that enough fact for you, listener? It's interesting. Do you, do you feel factual? Do you, do feel you? fun? Is this what you're here for? <laughs> Are we having fun yet? When does the fun start? I think we should bully them more. I yeah. like that. I reckon they don't get an episode this week. You know I what? I reckon they get this. I think this is it. <laughs> and you know what you did. Get. You deserve this. The rest of the episode is just silence, but we just add that on to make it look like a full-length episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can I can get some more BuzzFeed quizzes. I can really annoy them. Yeah. I can push them Let past them know their what limits. they're missing by not being on the Patreon. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this right here is all we do on the Patreon, basically. Uh, I do remember we did do a... a Breaking Tides for the first episode because I remember the BuzzFeed quiz we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I. What do you mean you remember? I forgot we did. I forgot <laughs> it we was did a that. week ago. It's not like it's not like it was months ago. It's man, in the past. I work at a pickle factory. Uh, everything goes. The vinegar oh, yeah. goes well, up I your nose. I work on a staircase and an encounting of. Yeah, bit, well, right? you're not huffing vinegar fumes all day. Or if he is, it's not work related. <laughs> It's not work-related. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, talk Chester, about that bottle Chester's of vinegar, vinegar under your car. sniffing is tax-deductible. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right, well, I think that's probably enough. Yeah. Welcome to our other day job, which is making this show for you. <laughs> uh, job is a yeah. generous term. We've been volunteering for two years, guys. If you want to support this podcast, head over to patreon.com slash darktides you want to pay and Chester. check out one of the three tiers. You can try multiple tiers if you want. You can. I don't think you can. No, you can create multiple accounts. Yeah, you can do it that uh, way, but that's too much work. We're going to start now. It's never too much All right. Work. If it means we get more money, Jumping it's not in. too much. We're starting now. Mr. Pop. <laughs> and now. Any minute. And Just, now. And no, hold, hold, sorry, episode, start again. I wasn't ready. Start. Episode. Three, no, maybe go. just give us a countdown. Go okay. now. Three, yep. two, two, one. one. Go. go. Start the episode. Yeah. Come on, Chester. Just, <laughs> just come on. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it, you just, son of a bitch. <laughs> where's my intro music? Come on. Ch- Chester. Ch- Chester! He thinks he can get away with it. He just leaves the audio uncut and like adds some. What do you think he's doing? Thinks no one will notice. He thinks no one's listening. Chester, start the episode. I'll tell you what he's doing. He's playing Harry Potter games and streaming that instead. (laughs) Come on, Chester. You know no one's watching. Check out CMB Extra on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the more plugs we do, the more like people will just start skipping. (laughs) Then they just keep finding more plugs. They love it. They love it. It's their favorite bit. Aubrey, do you have a streaming platform? <laughs> no, and I wouldn't if I did. All Check right. out Aubrey's Spotify. Donate to Spotify. Aubrey's Spotify. PayPal to get him set up to do a float plane Look, I might everyone. do some more YouTube videos on D&D stuff, but 
honestly, All right. it's the Journey setup that, that kills me. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that's why Chester and I have been doing more streaming because <laughs> no you setup. don't have to do any editing or anything. You just do it, and then as soon as you finish, you're done. <laughs> so mm. good. I swear that we got into streaming once YouTube changed its policy about long videos. Yeah. They now prefer short videos. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, that's because when we were making short videos, it wanted long videos. All right. And then, anyway. Mr. Pop. All right. In the last episode, uh, we briefly saw what Mother is up to in her terraforming campaign to, uh, apparently, in her mind, has conquered all of Earth um, and is moving on to other planes of existence. Uh, good hustle, you know? Good, it good. only took her two years. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Take that, Napoleon. Humanity is, yeah, humanity's been trying for decades. Alexander the Great. Um, anyway, uh, Ernest Solid. and Edgar have been making their way across the globe, basically, to get to the archipelago because of unpleasant dreams that Ernest has been having, and that's a good enough reason. Uh, when you're Ernest, Mark. Yeah, you guys landed at the port, your ship got taken immediately from underneath you, um, and then you got attacked by a pub. No, no, we attacked the pub. <laughs> that's true, you threw a... A bin? We took the first step. You threw we, a wheelie bin at the pub. You threw the first punches. Uh, you were then rescued by yeah. two mysterious uh, figures and then beaten up by those two mysterious yeah, figures. Yeah. It feels like getting like you're being mugged. Rescued. Someone beats up the mugger, then mugs you. <laughs> then takes no, no. your wallet. Yeah. It's like when the CIA comes to help out a, a struggling third world country. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then, yeah, you were going to be taken for interrogation, I believe. And that's where we open. Yeah. VJ, um, um, do you want to tell us where they have been taken for oh interrogation? Boy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Ernest Marsh, you open your eyes. And uh, for a moment, it almost seems as though your recent troubles are far behind. You're, you're looking down... Uh, down down a down a hill towards what you assume maybe is Port Staples. Uh, it's a lot of mist around though. It's like ah, oh, that 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 would be a nice view if I could see it. Um, and you uh, start feeling around and you realize uh, you are tied to a tree. And you look over and Edgar is tied to a tree next to you, uh, sort of like on the side of a road. Um, and you guess. You, you probably assume that uh, these two mysterious figures who have kidnapped you um, have probably taken you like far enough up the road where you're like you're out of town. There's a few trees around and stuff, um, and they've tied you to the tree, and they're uh, like maybe ten meters away, just having a conversation. Okay. Ernest turns to Edgar and says, "Don't break the ropes. Just don't want to upset them." Uh, BJ, roll for ropes. Roll for ropes, okay. So for not tying. If you have anything to survival, you can add that. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely have got Ernest to do this if... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just a, just a five. Five, all right. Uh, and we'll roll for Edgar. Well, that's a baseline six without adding any of his things. It's like, mm, 
just th- it'll make them upset. I'm I'm trying not to pull them out. They're not that good. Just 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 you know they'll get Edgar's if I move the too ropes much together so that yes. they don't fall off. <laughs> they they seem pretty they seem pretty uh, like. Tense. Who do you think this tree is? I don't know. It's weird that they grow so close together. Trees typically don't grow as close together. I can like he's like kicking your foot a bit. Uh, no, Ernest, it just depends on the species of tree. Lots of trees grow very close together, like aspen. Aspen. And aspen. Trees. Isn't that like a flavor of fizzy drink? Aspen. Uh, not unless it's become a thing since I wasn't it's really like, alive. It's like a licorice thing. So, um, three things you're grateful for. Leans back. <laughs> He's like, looking, like, you know, I'm grateful for the uh, the cool climate. We could be getting mega sunburn right you know, here. I didn't put on any SPF. It is quite nice in my. I've got zinc. Well, <laughs> Slope tries to reach with his arms. That's oh, great, here. Edgar. <laughs> Edgar, Edgar like, <laughs> pulls her hand into his pocket and offers it to you. Oh, oh thank you. And this does the typical, like, line down the nose. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Safety first. Well, you know, uh, cloudy weather doesn't actually protect you from sunscreen. Why am I saying this to you? This... I know these things. Yeah, I know what I'm saying ah, to you. Ah, you're awake! Alistair <laughs> 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 Actually, do, do we want to cut? Do we want to cut to, that's what, to I, that's what I was waiting for. I was yeah. waiting for you to interrupt, but let's, let's cut to Alistair and Puck. Yeah, and okay. in the, in the, they're in the foreground. In the background, there's Edgar and Ernest talking and Edgar... Handing things to Ernest, even yeah, though yeah. Not taking everything. You need to carry some stuff. All right, what are, what are Puck and uh, Alice talking about? He can't be this young. He can't be. Uh, look, from what I remember, um, he was dead. Well, okay. And then that's... he came back in the body of a child? No, no, he came back in the body of a... Ah, uh, he came back in the body of a so shapeshifter. So he shouldn't age as much as he does. Right. My worry okay. is that I'm pretty sure that that other guy... Oh, he's a Wendigo. Yeah, yeah. in which case... That's um, his brother. We remove the head, right? What? Or is it the heart? It's been a while. I just go for both, I reckon. All right, so decapitate, probably throw into the sea. Yeah, I'll go for the head. You, like... Yes. If things go down. What if it is the real Ernest? He can't be the real Ernest. He, no, nobody can get in. Well, he's got zinc on his face now. That wasn't there before. I think. Ah, it's in my mouth. <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we talk to them? Yeah, let's talk to them. Yeah. Um, Puck is going over. to punch Ernest in the face. <laughs> oh wow! All right. I guess I won't stop you. Uh, natural twelve. So, ah, you're awake. Alistair turns around. Yeah. Come on. This gets hit. Uh, sorry, ah, no, no, let me finish. Puck. So that's a natural 12 plus 3. Yeah. I should probably get advantage uh, considering you're tied up. Uh, uh, that's a plus 2 to hit. So that actually makes it 15, 16, 17. Um, Why are you adding if you got a natural... You know my AC is 7, Aubrey. I don't know what your <laughs> AC is. <and> I, <laughs> it's actually a uh, 15 just in case I didn't hit you <laughs> with a natural 12. Yep. Anyway, we're, I'm just not going to... We'll... We'll say that she's pulling the punches to not do too much damage. Okay, there's a bit of a pause, and uh, Sky, and he looks at you. Are you supposed to ask me a question first? Alistair no. stoops, like, because you're like kind of <coughs> slumped against a tree. He, like, I assume I'm sitting on the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He like stoops down a little bit, so he's more level to you. He's still standing over you, um, and he's like, hmm. All right. So before I untie you, 
I need to find out. You're going to ask me a question that only the real Ernest Marsh yes. can know. Yes, I am. And then I can ask you a question that only the real Alistair Stern, not this weird old half Mayor Mallory Stern thing, will know. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, all right. What was the name of the island we went to for the Music to be Murdered by episode? Ooh, Silverland Island, Silverland. I think, because it was so, one of uh, the big ones. No, wait, no, that was where the the reef was. <laughs> Funny if that was neither of them know. <laughs> All right, someone text Red Panda. <laughs> you remember when we went to that dinner party? Well, of course you get to say yes. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right. What was I wearing? Literally, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. What was I wearing? Oh, something pretentious. Um, it's like checkered pants. No. No. Do you want me to punch him again? <laughs> no, no. Listen, I don't. Puck, do you remember right. what I was wearing? Not really. Oh, great. Thanks, bad, Alistair. Thanks. That's probably bad. Um, uh, okay. All right. America. Mm-hmm. The dam. Mm-hmm. What happened? You were the one who went there. Yes. I didn't go with you there. I talked to you on the phone afterwards. Like once. Um, you blew up the dam. Uh, I ran away from the, the huge amount of water and also... Uh, what happened to me specifically? All right, just stepping in here for a second. Um, well, I'm, I'm interrogating. Come yeah, on. no. I'm uh, doing... We know that that one is a Wendigo. Put your hands back. Um, so which one? <laughs> Me or him? You punch him again. <laughs> no, Puck, don't. Can I roll the intercept? That's a two. Okay, uh, I'd like. Puck, no, calm <laughs> down. You just like wiggle away. No. <laughs> if that one's a Wendigo, they probably know what happened at Slate Ridge, and all oh, he's told true. you is that he knew the dam exploded. All right, what's the name of your son? Okay. Your firstborn son? Oh, Hemingway, mm. my boy. Good. Good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Question for you. Oh, boy. Oh, Mr. Stern. Don't call me that, Mr. Please. Mayor Mallory. Sir. Son. I'm Stern. not my dad, all right? Oh, believe me when I say it. Um, what happened to us in the split fin? Okay. We got attacked by a giant eel first. Mm-hmm. I kind of freaked out. You calmed me down. Mm-hmm. Then we went inside, almost died of radioactive poisoning. Mm-hmm. Then we were searching around and you went into the corridor alone, which mm-hmm. is probably a terrible idea. I should have mm-hmm. gone with you. Mm-hmm. And you got attacked by a moving suit. And I think you tried to set it on fire and then I shot mm-hmm. it with a spear gun or something. And we, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we found some nicer mold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the name of Dr. Vaughn, I think it was. Dr. Doctor, you see, this is oh, man. Oh, yeah. Alice, yeah. we've talked about this before. Your ability to remember uh, the broad strokes of what happened without any specificity uh, is a real issue. Okay, what was the operating system of the laptop that we discovered? Ilios. There we go. Sweet. Was that specific enough for you? No. All right. Um, a question for you, whatever your name is. <laughs> Alistair is untying uh-huh. Ernest. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> While they're having Puck this is putting on brass knuckles. <laughs> Are you someone I know? You've met before, right? You met at Slate Ridge, right? Um, you met, right? I remember... 
I think you um, yelled at him a lot, Puck. Yeah, I think oh, I everyone yelled a whining, at me at a whining child in a bomber cap who <laughs> didn't do anything helpful. That's about what I remember. Cool. So, I, oh, no, that's not true. I do remember Ernest you Marsh. yelling at Heath a lot and it not working very well and you getting huffy and leaving. But then also Heath got huffy and left. Yeah, I, I have a distinct memory of you uh, tear a lot, having a, an obsession with, like, a superiority thing and that's your way of, like, of countering anyone who has a differing view on violence. Uh, yes, as opposed to your thing about not listening to anyone who's professionally trained to deal with anything. Tully, do you do your own electrical work? All right, Ernest me. Marsh. Yes, sorry, sorry. Me, sorry you're not, just not going to consult a professional? For electric, electrical work? We don't have electricity at Murphy's Creek. <sighs> Alistair is pinching I see why nose. this friendship never worked out. Yeah. It worked. It worked out. It worked. Oh, your your friendship. Yes, yes Alistair. I, yeah, no, that's... Right. Ernest this Marsh. Freudian slip. Meet Puck, Puck. Meet Ernest Marsh. All right, Great. so done? moving on to the decapitation. Um, all right. You, um, well, all it's right. hard to prove if you're who you say you are. We know what your friend is, um, and that's is not going to fly. This is Edgar. Because Al- Alistair never Good, say Edgar. goodbye to Edgar. Uh, Puck, no, Puck, stop. Uh, uh, this uh, is no, going no, no, no. to, like, We do not need another one of these. <laughs> it's his brother. Yes, he's a great. It's his brother. Let's kill him. No. Alistair, can I talk to you for a second? Don't go anywhere. All right. Okay, he points to the tied-up Wendigo. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We return to exactly the same framing exactly. of Alistair and Puck at the forefront. Uh, I don't feel like I should have to say this. Can you hear me a water bottle? I don't know where mine is. We don't need a Wendigo running around our woods. No, thank you. With everything else that's going on, oh. do we want an unchecked... Predator. No, no, of course not. No, we don't need anything. So we don't we need kill we don't need, him now. We don't need babyface Ernest Mars showing up in the middle of nowhere. No, but just because I moisturize. Shut up, you. All right. If <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't need to. I'm his <laughs> hands over his face. Just <laughs> 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 Paco, I miss moisturizing. Listen, Ernest, he's he's interesting. All right, but if this is really him. I, I assume maybe he just doesn't age or something. I don't know. And maybe Edgar being a Wendigo... Because Edgar would probably look too young as well, right? Edgar looks pretty shrunken in the face. Yeah. Like, he's definitely looking better than he was at Slate Ridge. But it's hard to tell. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe... Maybe the shape-changing thing means that he's not aging or something like that. But if this really is Ernest, he, he is a bit stupid. But he's not stupid enough to bring, like, an untrustworthy party to what he knows is going to be a dangerous situation. Like, if he brought his brother, clearly he's thought it through. I feel like you're... It's been a long time, Alistair. I know it's been a long time. I feel like you're maybe operating on what you remember of Ernest. What else am I going to operate on? It's not like I call him up every year for a chat or something. I think we need proof that he can control the Wendigo. Okay. And I think we need to make it very, very clear that if anything happens, any kind of slip-up, they're both dead. Okay. 
You know what's at stake. I, yeah, I know what's at no, stake. No, I'm, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be an asshole. No, you, you raise a valid point. You're not wrong. We can't afford this. But I don't. Yeah. Okay. We're on a knife's edge, and we're going to keep the balance. We're going to walk the tightrope, and this is unnecessary weight. Yeah. All right. Anything Make him do wrong? his brain thing. That thing he does with the dreams and whatever. To the Wendigo. Well, uh, to you, to prove that, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't want to jump in. You seem to be having a thing, but I felt like that was the obvious one is to use the powers to show you the mind stuff that that's what he does. Okay. It seemed like you were wasting a lot of time going back and forth about Probably. things neither of you really remembered. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's been a while. Okay. All right, well, you do that. <clears throat> All right, we turn back around. Um, Stretch. <laughs> oh, so Edgar's looking at you very jealously. Oh yeah, <laughs> feels good to be free. It's good to be free. Don't break them. <laughs> Stay. Not moving. Okay, Ernest. <clears throat> uh, if that's your real name. Mm. <sighs> okay. Firstly, it's something to do with Cheshire. Is that why you're not aging? Uh, well, I mean, yes, but also I don't change that much in two years. But yes, I am kind of. I think. No, no. Hold on. Turn. Hold on. Two years? What do you mean two years? As in the date, you know, the number of yes times. And? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the years, you know how they go? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I, he's pointing to his face. He's like, yes. Yes, I understand, mm. Ernest. This is why I'm a little bit concerned. He does look very stressed. This is it. I need to figure out how, how Edgar's voice is going to be different from all the other NPCs are always. <laughs> um, he does look, sorry, haggard. Stress can do that to you. Stress yeah, is and a Alistair, Alistair does What's stress your cholesterol very easily. Like? What's your heart rate? Ernest, it's been fifteen years. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean... Uh... Does time, like, move differently in Canada or something? Have you just gone into your little Wendigo wormhole and lost track of time or something? 
Ernest's wormhole. Yeah. Look at me. Look Ernest, at us. Ernest is like stroking his chin. I've never mm. seen either of you really, so I don't know. You look I was good. For how? I'm just. I'm gonna. Um, yeah, you. Sco- he's gonna like scooch around the other side of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> wormhole. How did you get through the mist? I suppose, realistically, Carrion let me through. He came on the ship with us. Ah, interesting. That explains it. We haven't had anybody in or out. That explains for... what? Well, since since the... Carrion does not explain shit. All right, okay. Your big bird friend who doesn't talk to me, that does not explain anything. Well, if... I'm sorry, I'm leaving. It's fine. No, all right. I'm just... I'm just, I'm still walks after her. He's like, I'm, I'm why just does everyone keep walking? I, like, can I just have a single? Go- I'm, I, I'm just like hands on hips. It's like, well, if Carrion helped me through, maybe that's the only way through the barrier. Since it- finish your conversation. All right, Alistair. okay. He walks back. All right, Ernest. We lost contact with everything years ago. We we when we got here, the mist had already started. Descending, and we had. He looks at Puck, what, 18 months, two years maximum before it closed down completely, and we haven't heard anything in or out ever since. We thought it, the ship stopped after about six months, and then the radio yeah. signal stopped about eight months after that. Yeah. We were, we were on the last convoy, and we, we barely made it back. Well, we didn't even know that we were barely making it back. No one knew at the time. Yeah. Hmm. And yet, conveniently, you can saunter through with a big bird man. And let me just let me just uh, make this really clear. She gets way too close. Fifteen years later, Ernest. You do saunter a lot. You do saunter you a do lot. Saunter. I prefer the term mince. Um. Well, why are you here? Several reasons. Uh, all of them, please. Okay, look, hold on. Mm, I just Both don't you feel like stop for a second. Really, starts <laughs> like winding up. For we need to punch. not do this. We're too exposed here. We need to not do this now. Ernest, I need, I need you to prove to me that you can control your brother. Edgar's got his head like slightly tilted. He's doing that sort of that thing a dog does, uh, where he's like listening. It's like, Edgar, is it Sunday? What day is? It? There are church bells. Edgar, it doesn't help the whole them believing in us thing if oh, you don't shit. help. Okay, all right. Puck, untie him. Come on, we need to move now. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm we're, good. We're under no, attack. He's already like walking out. <laughs> I didn't notice him rip the thing. No, he's not even ripped it. He's just not been. He's, he's not, been, not tied been tied for a while. Much. Okay. So. Uh, okay. We're so, moving now. So Alice is going to grab your hand, Ernest, and he's going to place it against his forehead, and he's like, "Show me, quick. We don't have time." Is like trying to signal you. Ernest show me through your memories to prove it. Ernest pauses and looks at you and says, "If you don't believe my words, then I'm not doing anything else." He looks at you in the eyes for a long time, judging, like weighing up lots of potential risks, like the risk of letting a literal flesh-eating monster <laughs> into his compound. And also the fact that he doesn't have time to have this argument right now. He 
looks at you. He's like, looks at Puck. <laughs> Puck is like, <laughs> she's like shaking her. She's no, like, Don't Puck, do is, it. Puck is like already moving. Yeah. Um, and you can see that she's she's sort of she has the the black shadow uh, sledgehammer out again. Like she's already hefting this and she's already beginning to move up the trail that you're on, up the street. Is it a road or is it like a dirt track? I assumed it was just a normal street. Like Yeah, I was imagining it's like it's one of the, the thin tarred roads out of Port right, But it, it is cracked and broken everywhere. Oh. Roots, like the trees have grown right in and lifted. Big I'm kind of, of assuming yeah. canonically this is like the same area where the deer ran out from. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably Something that like same that. road. Okay. Yeah. She's not she's not leaving you, but she's moving to, move. to the edge of where you can start to right. lose her in the mist. <sighs> Alright. Come on. We need to go. I assume he can defend himself. He like gestures to <laughs> Edgar. Earth like opens his arms like That's why I don't have a weapon. Good. Uh Alistair pulls out his dagger and starts following Puck. Alright, let's go. Alright. I want all of you to make a physical check for me. Is physical? Oh, yeah, physical is mine. Yeah, this is the one that I have written down. Uh, A plus 4, 12. Unnatural 12. Unnatural 12. Puck got a natural 12. She's so cool. She's so Puck fast. Is good at her things. <laughs> it's struggling a little more. That's fine. All right, um, you start hustling. Uh, Alistair, you are far more familiar with this sensation of pushing through the fog. It's strange because while the fog is ever present, it is always there and it always obscures your view. It's never or very rarely right where you are. Um, so right. you don't, you, you're not often damp with, with the moisture of the fog. Uh, it seems to kind of part maybe 10, 15 metres ahead of you. On, on hotter days, it seems to part maybe more like 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are occasionally breaks where you can actually see right down to the port. But as it is, uh, yeah, you're you're struggling uphill over broken, cracked ground. And maybe it's just me, but I'm imagining, like, since um, Ernest arrived, for some reason I've just been imagining it's like fairly warm and like quite humid, like yeah. almost like the it's like summer and the the fog is kind of blanketing. A little bit. I don't know if that's what you wanted to go, but I've just kind of been imagining that. Sure. Um, yeah, and it you have gotten used to the operating with this strange lack of sound. Mm-hmm. The sound dampening quality of the fog that means that sound doesn't travel well. Uh, Ernest, for you this is very strange. It's hard to negotiate simply the way that your ears are picking up the sound of your own footfalls, your own breathing and stuff kind of bounced back at you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Would we have horses? Uh, you would if you wanted to. I was thinking maybe we do. Would you have brought them? Probably they would be a little bit further up. Okay. From where we tied them up. But get through your thing and then I'll... Um, okay. Uh, as you continue hurrying, uh, make perception checks for me. Um, is it plus my intelligence or just four? But like just a perception is plus your intelligence, yes. So six. Ten. Uh, Alistair, perhaps because you're more used to it, uh, it doesn't strike you quite as quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, perhaps it's also the fog. Ernest, uh, you begin to get these hints of smell 
drifting in uh, a smell like ash, mm. like uh, something uh, smoky and burning. Right. Uh, you round. I was going to relay this to um to Edgar. Edgar. Okay. Mhm. Um. Yeah. And also smells bad. Uh. Very bad. Uh. Like uh. Bad intentions. Bad juju. Bad juju. Where you get? Where's the? Oh where, no. <laughs> where's the juju tone? Um. I'm gonna. I. I feel uncomfortable that I've said that now because yeah. I feel like. Maybe it has connotations that I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say other things from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that juju, uh, Power of Juju game? No. No? Okay. Uh, you realize that Alistair and Puck are slowing down, which is kind of surprising given that you were expecting them, like clearly they're quite worried and they're trying to move quite quickly. Um, and you realize that there are two horses tied up um, on probably just next to another tree or something on the thing um, and they walk up to them and start untying them um, and Alistair jumps on his horse and like moves towards you and he's like alright Ernest you're coming with me I assume he points to Edgar I assume you can keep up Edgar is backing away from the horses it's the horse is like its eyes are like kind of rolling at him as it's like trying to shy away alright that's like, okay it's oh, right. I'm, I'm uh, not good with, with animals anymore um, no I, I can keep up but nice. maybe um, yeah Wait, I'll stay behind you where I might not uh, scare them as much. Okay. Sounds good. Ernest puts his uh, foot on, grabs Alice's hand, pulls himself up, yeah. and shouts, Stay close! Uh, okay, but not too close. Uh, they just immediately rip off the gallop. All right, you... Alice is just hoping that Edgar's got the message, like, implied... You can transform if you want. It's yes, okay, I'm you, not going to be mad you at you. begin to... You, you hear a horrific wet tearing sound from behind you um, and as you ride you have the sense of something large moving quickly through the trees to your left and behind you. Alice is just re- really hoping that he can trust them at the moment because he's like, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Last time I met one of these things it uh, punctured my lung, so I really hope this goes yes. well. Um, Alright, you round a bend and you uh, begin to climb another hill. As you do Alistair, um, it takes you maybe two or three minutes and you know that the church bell being rung is uh, a signal of extreme danger for your community. Mm -hmm. This is uh, an attack warning. Uh, The fact that it was picked up early, relatively early because it's hard to hear the further away that you get, um, you're hoping that you'll still be in time. As you uh, begin to crest a little rise in the terrain and the fog breaks before you enough for you to see your town. Do you want to describe it to us? Yeah, sure. So, uh, Ernest, as you're kind of looking over Alistair's shoulder as they're galloping up the road, um, yeah, you see a town. Um, and you realize, it takes you a little while to realise roughly where you are because of with the speed and also just the fog everywhere. It's been hard to sort of keep your bearings. Um, but eventually you kind of realise we must be going towards the Stern residence. Like mm-hmm. that, this is, that's the road we're on. The Stern estate. And what you see Half along the road <laughs> <laughs> um, does not at all compute with, with what you were used to. Normally this is just a, a single road with like hedgerows um, and then you are expecting to round at another bend and you'll have the gates and 
from the Stermillions. Um, and instead, there is just a wall in front of the road. Um, and it's kind of a shambles made up with, like, like big uh, wooden poles driven to the ground, um, corrugated iron, bits of metal. It looks like some kind of compound wall that's been cobbled together out of half-rusted materials. It looks like it's been here a very long time. Um, there's barbed wire on, on the top and everything. There's these big metal gates. Um, and it's also kind of overgrown. You notice like what you think is maybe like a pumpkin vine kind of growing up over one side. It's very mossy. It's been here a very long time. Um, and beyond it, you, you can't quite make out in the fog, but you can see um, some tents. You can see like huts, houses that have been built kind of out of the same sort of materials. Um, and it looks less like a post-apocalyptic, uh, you know... Um, Mad Max camp. Mad Max, like, yeah, super... What's the word I'm looking for? Dystopian, like, tent city. Um, it, it looks more inviting than that. It's, there's, there's lots of plants. There's vegetable patches everywhere. It looks almost even uh, solar punk, very, but without, yes, very the, without the technology. It looks like apocalyptic suburban. You do no, no. see some... It actually looks It looks like more like a return to something older. Yeah. Uh, the, the houses that you can see, some of them are genuine, normal um, construction houses that are very familiar to the architecture that have been extended. Others are uh, freestanding, newly built structures, and they're all built from timber. They're kind of log cabin-esque, but with quite clean, straight lines and this sort of thing. Uh, And everywhere you look, you can kind of see greenery. It Um, looks very almost like medieval, um, except there's also clearly metal here and like salvaged. There's, you know, some rusted cars and things like that. Um, And in the centerpiece, uh, there, there are fires burning around as well. Um, like around the outside, and in the centerpiece on the very top of the hill, you recognise the Stern family household. Now, I will say that uh, the fires that you can see, it's hard to tell because a portion of the wall in front of you is burning. Oh, good. Um, and you can see sweeping out from the, the woodland, the, you can see, Ernest, that there's a lot more trees here than there was previously. It definitely looks like the forest has encroached um, but has been cut back a ways around the perimeter of this wall before it disappears into the fog. But streaming out of uh, the forest on the left-hand side of the road as you are approaching the gates, uh, there is just this rolling wave of cinder and ash and black smoke that's rolling up and hitting into uh, the wall. And where it hits the wall, you can see dull fires beginning to burn and you can see strange shambling figures in that smoke that seem to be scrambling up at the wall as the wall begins to burn. Has Alistair ever seen this before? You have. Okay. Uh, not in these numbers and not here. Great. Uh, can I do something? Mm-hmm. So as they're galloping up, um, you yeah, you get a couple of minutes to take this in before you realise what's going on. Um, and it, before you've even fully registered it, you notice that Alistair is like trying to almost crouch on top of the saddle now. He's like getting up. Um, and he, like, passes behind his back. He passes you the reins. And he says, his name's Winston. Take good care of him. He Winston pulls out, with a P. <laughs> pull, yeah. Pulls out his dagger and, like, stands up on the, on the saddle and just throws it as far as he possibly can. 
You can see, uh, Alistair, that there are figures uh, on the inside of the wall mounting up. They have little uh, gangways and uh, I, I guess you'd call it like a parapet. There's like obviously a walkway on the inside of the wall for patrols and things. And you can see uh, figures of your townspeople uh, with what looks like long spears or staffs jamming them down at whatever is attacking um, you can see buckets of water being passed up and hurled down onto the fire okay. as they're trying to combat the attack and you can hear now clearly the church bell ringing from inside uh, your compound do you want to call it a compound? a compound feels uh, quite militaristic that feels very Mad Max yeah what, what would you prefer we'll call to call it oh I did have a name for it oh we were going to call it um, Ravenhoe Ravenhoe Ravenholm. Yeah, Holm. Yeah, it's spelled that way. <laughs> it's a gated community. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's very for much a good community. reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, we're yes. keeping all the bad people yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> the schools are just better. Yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll just call it the town yes. for now. Maybe we can reveal the name. All right, later. so you can see some of your people on top of the wall uh, defending it. Where are you headed? Um, so he's just stood up in the saddle and thrown this knife, which... Ernest has never seen him do this before, so Ernest is just like, you've just thrown away your well, I saw, only I weapon. I saw you do it, um, do it with the tongue of the creature. Oh, true, but I guess I just... That's true, you've never seen Adam season nowhere. two, though. That no, happened no, after. Yeah. Um, so you be confused. Like, okay, he's standing in front of me. He's thrown away his weapon. What is going on? Um, and you see him, like, bend as though he's trying to, like, take his moment to jump. Um, and he jumps, like, off and to the side. And you're like, but this horse is like going like 50, 60 kilometers an hour. This is not going to end well for him. Um, and as Alistair jumps and is falling towards the ground, he's just gone. Disappears. There is uh, an anime shriek. Yep. <laughs> disappears. And you are now alone on this horse galloping towards... Right, make an animal handling check. The wall. I have advantage of animal, animal handling. Uh, a 10. I don't know what pluses I had to that, but yeah, just... 10 probably plus intelligence 10 okay um 14 right you you can you quite quickly begin to rein winston in if that's what you're intending you you regain control of him quite quickly yep um alistair puck is ahead of Mm -hmm. of where you were with Ernest being lighter with just one person and you can see that she hasn't hesitated she's pulled her, her hand up to her head and kind of uh, from the the top of the scalp, pulled her uh, her hand down across her face, and it turns into a a black inky visor. Oh, um, cool! And then shifts the she kind of hefts the war hammer that she had in her hand, the same black shadowy uh, that seems to be a manifestation of her her tattoo powers, and it turns into a long lance. And she bears down on the horse and begins to charge uh, in a medieval style down along the wall to intercept right across in front of all of these attacking, shambling figures in the smoke. Brilliant. Okay. All right, Ernest, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to sit back and watch. Yeah, this is kind of... He's slowed Winston down. He's kind of patting Winston on the side of the head. He's kind of just having a bit of a look at everything that's going here. And he's going to start to whistle to Edgar. Mm-hmm. to kind of try and send a bit of a signal to him of maybe don't show yourself right now because he's looking up at the people on the parapet yeah. and all that. He's just like, maybe just don't appear right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ernest will uh, move over towards the, the gate, basically, on the, the farther side of the wall from where all the fighting is happening. And he's going to get down and he's going to tie the horse to, like, a part of the wall. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you don't go anywhere, buddy. And um, he's going to pull the, the lantern around and he's going to snap and ignite it. Make a perception check for me. Mm-hmm. I will also point out, I feel like uh, Winston is kind of like a very dark black horse with maybe like lighter colored mane or something. Um, and is I would imagine... That, I don't know I, anything I, about horses. Uh, <laughs> supernatural <laughs> mist and bleach. Pubs that walk. Sure. Oh, it's uh, more like it's going gray. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's just a nine. All right. Uh, with a, a nine is... A nine is a success. I forget what our rules are anymore. A nine yeah, will be enough. Um, as you as you whip seven it, you to hear, five is mixed result, isn't it? Yeah, eight or up is success. Eleven or twelve is like yeah. Um, you hear the whistling back of Edgar, uh, which is basically a warning uh, and a direction, and you spin around to see a new wave of this ashen smoke rolling on the right-hand side of the road, close to where you are, rolling out of the trees and towards. You can see this is a different kind of spear of an attack on the walls. Okay. Ernest is going This one to... is being completely... has not been seen by anyone else right. of the defenders yet. Mm. Okay. Ernest is going to take a deep breath. He's going to hold the lantern out in front of him as this thing is rushing forwards, and he's going to concentrate... And focus, and he's going to try and increase its range as big as he can. He focuses and focuses, and it's almost like a wind kind of starts to build up within the lantern and increase and like build up its strength and starts to glow brighter and brighter as he starts to funnel his mental powers into the lantern itself and the light grows bigger and bigger pushing back the mist in his general area until it's like this perfect if you imagine it it's kind of like in halo 3 the um the little uh, grenade thing you chuck down would create a sphere around you and creates a huge sphere around him of this glowing light that's pushed back the the mist is it like a green greeny light imagine no the, the lantern is uh a kind of uh metallic orange ah yeah okay um all right you can see where the fog is is the smoke sorry is rolling in it kind of begins to collide with some of your shield uh and you see crashing against it and scrabbling these uh skinny flitting humanoid shapes that seem to have burning coals for eyes these long shadowy fangs in this sort of Boiling smoke more uh, as they open. First their time of the season of Aubrey saying more. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and they're ding, scrabbling ding. with claws Cinema at it. Ding. And as they begin to realize that they can't get through into your shield, they begin to roll around the side of it, still heading for the, the wall. Ernest uh, is going to start to push forwards to hopefully avoid them climbing on top of it and using it as like a step up. So he's going to start pushing forwards into it to try and create a bit of a gap between him and the wall. Mm-hmm. They are just going to... They, they're not interested in you. You're just a blockage in the way. So they're going to begin swarming around both sides of you heading for the wall. Okay. Uh, we're going to cut back to Alistair. What are you doing? All right. Uh, so Alistair has uh, materialized, I think, on the wall. Mm-hmm. He would have like aimed the knife for the wall. Um, and waited until it had 
probably just like stuck, like landed stuck into the wall. Yeah, it's kind of thwacks into <laughs> a top of the, <laughs> a top of one of these uh, pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, so he materializes, holding it in his right hand, and immediately pulls it out, spins around, and I'm just going to stab the nearest attacking figure. Right, uh, make an attack roll. Let me just remember what all my stats are. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, it's a three, uh, but I have a plus six because I have a plus four to combat and then an extra plus two with the dagger. Okay. So uh, that's a nine. All right. Nine will do it. Yep. Uh, do I roll them? Damage yep. Then? Sweet. Mm, uh, that is 11 damage. <laughs> All right, this figure you can see is similar. It it looks almost uh, demonic mm-hmm. in this sort of... It, it is immaterial. It seems to be some kind of composite creature made of ash and smoke and darkness mm-hmm. with burning coals uh, for eyes and in its mouth. And you basically stab right into its face yes. and rip through it and it begins to fall backwards as it, you see it fall and crash into uh, two others that are climbing up the wall behind it. Everywhere they touch the wall, the wall begins to blacken and blister and then begins to smoke and char as small fires begin. Uh, it knocks down the two behind it, but it's almost immediately replaced by two more swarming up. Do I just get one attack in a row? Um, or do I get two? It should say on your, your thing. You should get two attacks. I think everyone gets two attacks. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, That's great. Okay. Do next. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, stab it in the face, rip it out of the way, and then the next one that comes up, I just aim a kick straight at its chest. Okay. Uh, on either side of you, uh, there are townspeople rushing to help. These are people that you know, people that you have been living and working with for pretty much your entire life now. Mm-hmm. Um, That's another three, so plus four this time. Uh, the seven to hit. Okay. Uh, does that hit? That's hit. Okay. Uh, you swipe. You're kicking. Yeah. You swipe your leg out at it, and um, this one kind of jumps backwards off the wall onto one of the ones lower behind it, and then launches itself up again, okay. uh, trying to avoid you. All right. Uh, at this point, Puck is below you. She has gained as much speed as she can and levels the lance, yeah, and she just Puck. crashes through uh, about six, seven deep of these things before her horse uh, rears and uh, begins to wheel and turn and Puck begins to charge away. Uh, she is basically going to keep taking these runs. A few of them separate off to chase her. She's now heading towards Ernest, seemingly with the same intent to kind of just be a battering ram that takes big swipes at the base of the wall. Yeah. Ernest uh, strokes his chin. It's like, hmm, hmm. Strategy, idea... And he's going to uh, shift the lantern to the other hand and bring his left hand up like a phone to his ear and say, bring, bring, Ernest, bring, bring. And he, in the mind's eye of everyone around him, he materializes another form of himself. And the other form of himself does a salute, says, bring, bring, Ernest, bring, bring. And so he says, Ernest, I need you to cause a distraction. Yes, Ernest. And he just starts sprinting off towards the other guy. The materializer starts sprinting towards the horde of them and just starts doing like yoga poses, trying to like, call, like, try, like um, get some to attack him instead of going to the wall. Okay. It's so good. Um, make a perception check for me. Okay. 
11. Uh, with uh, an intelligence, yeah. um, 15. All right, I like you... how ridiculous this season is already. <laughs> this is making me very happy. You are, begin- you are, as you are kind of taking the moment to get a little bit of a bit more perspective now that maybe the sum of the onus is taken off you with this random uh, shadow clone. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Uh, uh, you're kind of going one, two, you do three, a great son. You're trying, you're trying to count how many of these figures there are. There seems to be at least thirty on your side of the road, and okay. there needs, there seems to be at least that again, if not more, on the side where Alistair is. Oh boy. Uh, any of them taking the bait? Yes, a few of them. Uh, let's say ten of them are swarming around this earnest. What happens when they interact with it? They're like swiping at it, and because he's not there, right? He, <laughs> so he's in their mind's eye. So like they're swiping at it, but he's like dodging. He's just like doing like little right. side steps and like slapping us back, back you. But it, in reality, there is nothing <laughs> yeah, there. They are just swiping at the air. At the air. Okay. That's so good. Um, earnest is then going to crouch down and bring his hand around and whistle. And make a motion towards the the kind of larger crowd of it in the same motion going from the other side as Puck is charging in from the right to charge in from the left. Fair go. Cool. This you begin uh, to see emerging from the woods at incredible speed, moving on all fours, uh, a full-grown, I think you would call it a buck wendigo. So this is uh, an eight feet tall, gangly, horrific creature of bone and rotting flesh, part human, this sort of composite of human and dead animal uh, with a skeletal deer's face and these antlers that are the biggest of any living deer you would ever see and it is just lowering its antlers and charging in this wide sweep as it just careens into them uh, you see the the shadow clone Ernest just steps back um, oh and, makes, and makes like a almost like a um, a matador's underlay kind <laughs> of like motion past as the wendigo just careens through at least 15, 20 of these <laughs> shadowy creatures buffeting and smashing them out of the way while Puck, almost like a medieval knight on her horse, which is like a dappled grey, crashing into them from the other side. Yeah. And so. Ernest is going to try and push forwards to encompass Edgar in the field, but allow Edgar's antlers out so he can keep pushing forwards because if he's crashing into them, it means there's less force on Ernest's shield, so he should be able to push forwards a bit. But True. probably up to him. Right. Back right. to Alistair. Alistair, what are you doing? So... Uh, surely I would have seen the giant Wendigo, right? Yes, yep. and so have the people cool. around here. Good. So first thing Alistair's going to do is just call out. So like he's swiped with his with his blade, missed the kick, uh, sees this happen, and he just calls out to everyone. He's like, "The Wendigo's on our side." I think. All right, roll a roll a d twenty for me. Okay. Oh no. Plus four. Fifteen. Nineteen. 19. That is the number of townspeople. This is your your militia mm-hmm. of people who are here to protect the town who are at your command yep. now. They're at the wall there with you, so you can direct them as you please. Who? What? Do we see any familiar faces in this mix? Uh, Bernie, for sure, would be there, I think. Um, Nancy, maybe? Nancy, absolutely. Yeah, Nancy would be there. Um, 
Randy is not there. Randy's not there. He is conspicuously missing. Um, uh, ooh, who else would be there? Um, there's a hole left in Port Staples and our hut. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's just... Everybody's lined up perfectly on there's the wall. And there's just one space missing. There doesn't... There doesn't... You do We... Two is plenty. We could yeah. we can roll uh, yeah, with two. Yeah, and a bunch of other really cool people that we'll meet at some point later. Wells, yeah, yeah. All right, uh-huh. um, we we will describe them in a bit, but mm-hmm. you can see we'll we'll describe Bernie in a bit. We'll, um, you can see Nancy, uh, who is looking older, a little more careworn. She's going fairly grey mm-hmm. now. Uh, her hair is kind of cut. I can't remember how. I can't remember what her hair was. She had a ponytail. I think it's kind of cut into into slightly a shorter, more no net nonsense type of cut now um mm-hmm. she like you is wearing kind of dark clothing but with a, a heavy i think we we're going to say it was like a, a, a navy blue-esque kind of cloak yeah. um, this kind of heavy coat cloak poncho type of fabric it's it's pulled back over her shoulder to give her free range of movement right mm-hmm. now so you can't quite see and she has several deep scars uh, around her neck and her the underside of her chin yeah. Um. And she is rallying uh, troops, and you can hear her calling uh, for the brigade. Uh, okay. All right. What do you want to do? Amazing. Uh, I'm going to just make another attack with my uh, knife again mm-hmm. at the next uh, <laughs> the next volunteer. <laughs> yep. Do you, they are they are beginning. Uh, to swarm right to the lip of it. You are kind of holding back a sizable chunk of about two or three uh, metres of this wall. Yep. But they're spreading out and up. Okay. Um, and they are beginning to crest the top of the wall. And you can see yep. that your your troops are having trouble beating them back. So uh, Alistair would probably like move more back because he knows Puck and Edgar are kind of taking the ones on the ground. Mm-hmm. He'd probably move up to back up the people on the wall. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 17 to hit. <laughs> okay. Absolutely hits. Which is a bit fun. Uh, so, yep, close, just one. Twelve damage. Okay, that kills it outright. Wonderful. Uh, so I probably just, like, as it goes past me, just wheel around and stab it in the back, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then make a second attack, same thing again. That's a 16 to hit. <laughs> Man, I like these pluses. Uh... Eight damage. Okay. Um, yeah, you significantly wound this one, and again, you kick it down mm-hmm. uh, on top of the others that are trying to roll up. Okay. Uh, and you can see now, you um, actually make a arcana check, like a law check mm-hmm. um, from your training. That's just a one. I don't have any pluses for that. Your so. your brain is no. way too in combat, uh, mode. combat mode right now. Mm-hmm. But what you do notice is that the walls are beginning to catch fire fully. Yep. They're beginning to burn. And most of the weapons that are being leveled at these creatures are in part wooden. They're usually they're yep. kind of polearm weapons with wooden staffs. And one of the things that is happening all around you is that as uh, these creatures are getting shoved back, uh, they are grappling with the poles themselves and trying to burn through the weapons. Right. Okay. Uh, and so you're beginning to think you need a different kind of strategy here. Yeah. Okay. Uh I'm gonna. I don't have any more moves left, but I'm just gonna. Um, you can call just for call orders. Yep. Uh, I'm basically just gonna say, we need buckets and then archers fall back, because right. I would imagine probably Bernie and maybe like two others would have bows. Yep. You hear you hear Nancy's voice calling over buckets and get the pump. Yes. Um, <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> All right. Back to Ernest. 
Uh, Ernst is going to see that. Oh, they're doing a they're doing a bit of, a bit of good damage. But he looks over and sees the other side of the wall burning, <laughs> and he's like, "Bring, bring, Ernest. Yes, Ernest here. <laughs> Ernest, go Megazorg mode." I love that the phone is completely unnecessary too. They, he's just also, that Chester is doing the phone thing with his hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, bring, bring. Other Ernest does another salute and starts making Power Ranger poses, and he's going to start <laughs> like getting slightly bigger and bigger until he's like eight foot tall. Is and he doing like like, like the little like number sign flashing in the top, uh, like above him? It's like a times one, boop, times boop, two, boop, times boop, three. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> Megazorg mode activated and he's just going to start running over to the other group on the other side and start trying to be a bother on, there on Alistair's side yeah, on Alistair's side with trying like noodle arms yeah, okay. oh, um, it's me I'm, I'm so going to make a roll for it's Megazorg big 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 right. big 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 <laughs> Alistair, you uh, with a four, your troops are, are really freaking out now. <laughs> Wait, we can see it too? Yes, I think you were saying it's you just put an error effect thing. I can't, I can't like pinpoint. Because <laughs> they were like, okay, that whatever they're looking down, they've never seen a Wendigo before. No. This is not native to, no. to the, the archipelago at all. So only in, that thing looks like a, a demon out of hell. Just as scary as the things we're fighting. Puck, who is arguably scarier, does not seem to be minding it very much. Yes. And Alistair said it's okay. So they're like holding holding themselves together. And now there's just a giant guy <laughs> in a bright yellow coat noodle arming all over the place in the middle of the battlefield. They're like, what the hell? Because for them, like... They've been fighting this off for 15 years the same every time. And now suddenly there's a giant deer monster. Yeah. And, and we just, just see... We an eight-foot-tall guy doing the gangman style. We just see... <laughs> <laughs> we see slightly removed by, like, maybe 15, 20 metres on a roof of one of these houses with a good shot. Yep. We see Bernie Todd with uh, a small uh, array of maybe five other archers uh, who are realising that, that bows are not doing very much. Who are probably, see, like... Younger, yeah. like the kids. All we see at this point is that Bernie has a very long, grizzled beard, um, and he's he looks very tired and old, and uh, his hair looks longer, and he's just squinting at this giant figure. He's like, Ernest, <laughs> <laughs> and then he looses an arrow, and it goes through the figure. It's like, that's pretty screwy. <laughs> <laughs> No, he'd be shooting at one of the monsters. No, no, he's shooting at the giant Ernest. He's like, is that real? Is none of this real? <laughs> he's like, he tries to like wing you. Um, am I able to, am I able to uh, uh, like deter any of them from the wall and get them over towards oh, me? Look, I'm going to, they don't have wisdom stats, which I feel like <laughs> too I, was su- I was supposed to come up with a save. They're uh, too stupid to figure out that the giant noodle man is not real. With a seven... Uh, it's a similar kind of thing. A bunch of them are scattering around you and you are definitely kind of sowing chaos. But the ones that are already at the wall are just focusing on getting up the wall. Yeah, okay. They, if you, as you're kind of looking at it, they don't move like sentient beings. They move like a hive mind. This is like a swarm of wasps. Mm, okay. You can, you can trick them by swatting things through them. You can do all this sort of stuff, but they are not, they're not, individual enough or are aware of their own kind of self-preservation enough to make any other decision than going for whatever it is that they've been right commanded to do mm, okay. um, it is at this point though uh, that you Alistair begin to see uh, rushing down the hill uh, two more uh, of your soldiers 
carrying a fire hose. Good. Um, and you can actually see further up the hill, there is a water tank that you guys have been using. Yeah. Um, and you can see in a very old school form, there is one of those two-sided, yeah, two-person, up-and-down hand pumps, almost like you would use for one of those railway car yep. trolley things. Um, so you see you see a couple of people going nuts on this pump, trying to build up <laughs> water pressure to pump it. Even though it's down downhill, they're trying to get enough pressure to make this more viable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these, these two soldiers are running, uncoiling the hose as they're going, trying to get it to the wall, yep. uh, which you'll be able to use on your next turn. Okay, great. Right, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to throw my knife along the wall now. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, perpendicular, um, parallels to the wall to try and take out a couple of them, like, as it's flying through the air mm-hmm. as they're trying to get over the wall. Um, so, do you want me to just roll one attack for that uh-huh. and then see how we go? So, that's a 16 <laughs> to hit. All right. Um, so, roll damage. Uh, uh, that's a D8. I'm gonna roll the six odds. damage. Six damage. Okay. As you hit this first one, uh, something happens. Something new happens. Mm-hmm. Um, as you hit it, it seems like it begins to collapse in on itself, and then there is a rush of air as it combusts, and Ooh. it explodes in this sort of not quite uh, superheated. Is probably overselling but I'm going to say a superheated like uh, little splinters of ash Super and warm. cinders and and charcoal Super cozy. Um, blast uh-huh. out uh, and you are going to take uh, four damage okay. uh, as it sort of you pull your arm up to protect your face and you get burnt uh, on your forearm ah. uh, and one in your knee Okay, uh, and they're just like yeah hot, hot coals uh, flash out and pin at you is it gone now? it's gone though it's gone completely yeah okay um, okay, so I'm going to then use my teleport ability to, because the knife is still flying through the air, I take the damage and then I'm going to teleport to like catch it and stop it in the air and then like spin around and hit the next closest one. Okay. Which is an 18 to hit. Hits. Alice just cool. Uh, 12 damage. 12 damage will kill it and the same thing happens. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to roll an attack. That's an at one. You're completely out of range. Cool. Uh, this one explodes and takes out a couple of the others with it. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to this kind of combustion thing does seem to affect the others around it as well. Okay. Um, all right. Now we're going to just briefly uh, back to Puck. Puck is going to make an attack. Uh, she. Which side would she be attacking? I'll say odds and evens. Uh, she is attacking Ernest's side of the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernest, you see. Uh, Puck kind of round the horse. You can see the horse is getting quite tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lowers the lance again and begins to charge. Uh, and with a 10, she hits. And she crashes through two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually. And the second one combusts as she, it gets destroyed. And she's thrown from her horse. The horse rears as it gets pelted, as well as Puck, and Puck is thrown to the ground as the horse bolts. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, cool. Okay, so I've seen that. Yep. All right. Uh, Ernest is going to kneel down and put the um, the lantern on the ground there, and he's going to clap his hands together 
and he's going to put them both on it, and he's going to focus as hard as he can and try to expand the area of effect as much as possible to encompass Puck, but also to try and encompass part of the wall. I feel like that's going to be a roll. Yeah. What cool. do I... What, with that, is that It'll just be a D- arcane? It'll be arcane. Mm-hmm. Uh, D12 cool. arcane, and I think to do this was hit, it's a D10. D10. Yeah. DC 10. DC 10. Bam! The, uh, 15. 15. All right, 15. <laughs> Man, it feels good to be high-level characters. Yeah, the, um... <laughs> the, um, the Megazorg Earth is going, Go, 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 go! <laughs> power! <laughs> I think you guys are a bit OP, honestly. <laughs> I have to up some, I'm going to have to up some monster damage. Maybe you just need harder monsters. Yeah, but I feel, like we're, not, I feel like we're also not doing anything. Sorry? I also feel yeah. like we're not doing anything. <laughs> you are kind of not. You're not the kind of damage that you're doing to them. Yes. Uh, we I don't have area say, of effect They're easy damage. to kill, but there's so yeah. many. We can do they're one by one, kill, but we don't but have also, effect, They are yeah. very resistant to the kind of damage because I am getting... I'm increasing how I'm doing monsters into a... that they are resistant to things and susceptible to other things. Uh, to try and help you guys get a bit more creative. Uh, yeah, so the the flame inside the lantern Man, flickers. It's not and my fault that my people burn. take ages to get the hose out. <laughs> it, it's hard, all right? <laughs> We're doing our best, Mr. Stern. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, Jesus, um, Mr. Stern. <laughs> yes, you the the flame begins to flicker and burn brighter and harder, and you you almost get it's almost like the sound of a gas jet going. You kind of get this the whoosh of the fire increasing. Okay. Um, as this sort of, it's sort of like a slightly a transparent metallic kind of field. Yeah, I'm kind of imagining it's like encompassing the area in like an afternoon glow type of thing, but it's a bit hazy, so you can tell it's its own field. Type yeah, of thing. Oh, sort of cool. dome of yeah. dome of slightly gold, yellow, orange light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. It begins to push outwards, and it does encompass Puck, who uh, is unmoving on the ground at this point. Um, and you can, yeah, it's hard to see quite because she's maybe 10, 15 metres from you. Okay. Uh, well, then once I've done that, Ernst will whistle again to direct uh, Edgar to, instead of attacking from the side. He's going to point and spin around his head while whistling and point forwards to charge directly into them. So to use their own force mm-hmm. coming towards the field to spear them. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go over to Puck. And like very like slowly, because he's expecting her to like hit him, just like <laughs> touch <laughs> Touch A is going to whisper, Pain's mental. Poker. And I'm going to heal her 1d6. <laughs> Pain is mental. Okay. Five. Nice. Five. Okay. Uh, you kind of, she groans as you poke her, and she kind of begins to push herself up, and you can see that she's quite badly burnt. Um, she's mm, been peppered with okay. these these coals all over. Her face is okay because of the visor that was down, but her chest and her right arm that was holding the, the lance is quite peppered with burns. Yeah, uh, and she's still cradling that arm like she can't quite use it yet. But with five health healed temporarily, uh, that goes away once the fight is over, I believe, because it's pain is mental, not pain yeah. is not there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> basically, it basically heals them as temporary hit temporary points that points. go once you're out of combat. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then she will absolutely be feeling it. <laughs> uh, yeah, she begins to kind of try and roll herself up to her feet. At this point, uh, Alistair, you are handed the end of a fire hose. <laughs> nice. Um, I am handed that probably at the same time that I see Puck go down and Ernest run mm-hmm. over to her. So I get given it and then immediately give it to whoever's next to me. Uh, that would be Nancy. <laughs> Great. <And> I'm like, <laughs> she like gives it to you, gets the pain in the back. It's like, all right. <laughs> um, Alistair's like, 
All right. Um, as she, uh, uh, like Nancy, I she's just pointing it basically, like, uh, uh, angling it down the wall mm-hmm. and at the base, and she's just yes, right. And you can see that everywhere that these things get touched with water, they yeah. begin to hiss and smolder and drop away. Yeah. So I think Alice is going to say like, um, spray the wall, not them, as in like if they wet the wall, yeah. they can't touch the wall rather than just understood use it as a straight weapon. Uh, and Alistair is going to anime sing, jump off the wall um, to try and land either in or probably inside the, the radius of the lantern because he probably can't jump past it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to use my movement That's to a good that. point, though. Yeah, if he's not inside at the time. Well, yeah, I'm, just, well, I'm I, wondering. I, I think he might be able to go through, but I'm not sure if the knife could. I wonder if the knife, because it's technically not a person. True. I'm not sure. Well, Edgar came through, and then I was pushed in, so Edgar came through. Did he? Yeah, he uh, just uh, um, like encompassed it around him. Yeah. He like, expanded okay. around him. We, I mean, we can change that if law-wise doesn't work. Uh, we'll just let it, I think for now, it, it makes sense if it's Ernest's mental power that he can try to include who can. But what mm-hmm. we'll say if in future, I think, is the more... The knife can get knocked down. The more you're trying to include certain people and keep other people out, the, the, weaker, it the weaker it's going to become because you're wasting more mental energy mm-hmm. trying to keep who is allowed in and who's not allowed in. Yeah, Ernest currently is just doing got. stuff with his eyes closed. His eyes are like scrunched closed. Yeah. He's like healing fuck and all that. And he's like moving around with his hands because he's like just focusing on it. I'm uh, going to say I'm going to say the knife stabs into it and you can teleport there and then fall into it. But I reckon the knife yeah, would go through That's it. fair. Well, instead of trying to get... Because maybe he goes to do that and then he's, he's like, I don't know how this thing works. He looks pretty busy. I'm going to throw it over instead to like land in front of the shield and then teleport in front of it so I'm like next to it okay. um, so I use my movement to do that um, and then I just say to you like get her inside the wall and I'm going to basically cover you uh, like in front of the shield to get you to like move her and the shield to the top of the wall okay uh, Ernest will grab up the lantern and you'll see it start to shrink and shrink and shrink mm-hmm. and um, Ernest uh, grabs uh, Puck and he <laughs> brings his hand up again. Uh, bring, bring, Ernest. He's <laughs> like, uh, bring, bring, Ernest here. Can you um, be a bother over here again? Bring, bring, Ernest. Bring, bring. <laughs> he starts running <laughs> back over towards you. Yeah, he starts to shrink back down as he runs over <laughs> towards the um, the other side where um, Edgar and Alistair are, and um, Ernest is going to start backing up towards the door. Okay. Um, yeah, the the gates are very much locked. Yeah, I know what. <laughs> uh, there are people above them because there are people yeah. spreading out more and more across all of this wall. Um, who do you want to try and get try and get someone's attention? I guess. I was just going to come to the door and look up and see everyone fly up there. Knock knock. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, knock, knock, knock. Alice is really hoping that somebody recognises Puck. <laughs> yeah, you see faces coming down and Puck is kind of waving uh, up at them. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of like, um, orders? <laughs> Let them in! Uh, and they're kind of like looking at the complete battle that's going on. around. I was like, mm. okay, Let so them in! <laughs> just, a, just a scooch and we'll yeah, squeeze you, it in. You, uh, you kind of get this, uh, there's a grinding sound as uh, a... a Big bolt is shot across uh, to let you through, and the the gate is hauled back, grinding on the gravel to open, just enough to get you to shimmy through. Okay, um, as you are pushed back, uh, the the battle is continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you telling Edgar to be doing? 
Uh, I had directed him to charge yeah. uh, into them again. Uh, Ernst is going to come to the other side of the wall and he's going to look for some stairs to get up onto okay. like the... Edgar is getting peppered with arrows from the archers, though. Right. I ordered them not to shoot, though. Yes, but part of the problem being that the, it is a confusing battle with a lot of different creatures yeah, and the, your ability to communicate clearly to every single person in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Nancy is kind of trying to, to curtail that, but she also doesn't really know why we should be curtailing that. Yeah. Um, so Edgar is Edgar is pretty tough. It's not... Yeah. We're not going to worry about his damage just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, just so you yeah. know that uh, that's well, a potentially going to get out of hand. Right, well, Ernest is on the other side of the wall. I assume Puck would probably, like, uh, take care of herself as soon as they're in. Uh, Ernest is going to look for some steps to go up so he can have a look around. And as he goes up, does he see the archers, or are they still off? They are set somewhat back on the roofs of a couple of houses that are close to the walls. Uh, what we'll, I will say is that the gate here is a traditional medieval-style gate, in, even though they're, they're big steel-fenced gates. Uh, they are built into a timber frame with like a walkway right above the gates so mm-hmm. that you could throw things down right in front of the gates. Yep. And there are uh, basically kind of somewhere between ladders and stairs, there's like really chunky ladders on a bit of an angle to be like stairs on either side that head up to these little walkways mm-hmm. uh, going left and right along the inside of the wall. Right. Okay. Ernst is going to reach the top of these steps and so the archers aren't up at this uh, up that, that platform so no they're back on the okay. yeah, you could yell at them they're, they're yeah. only a few they're maybe a few metres back but they're set further back from the you know what else is going to do as he like comes through the wall so he's not like completely visible he is going to pause think right okay and as he's going up the steps he is going to tr- to transform himself into Alistair Oh, clever. Reach th- and reach the top of the nice. stairs and shout out, Don't shoot the monster! Shoot the Shadow Boys! He's like pointing vigorously at the other side of the wall. Wait, Alistair wouldn't call them Shadow Boys. I'm Alistair, don't shoot! Listen Stop. to me! <laughs> Listen, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you begin to... You, they they do look very confused, but at this point, um, the... the s- the smoke and the ash is beginning to roll back as more and more water. They've kind of completely hosed down the wall on mm-hmm. both sides and they're beginning to just hose straight into the smoke as it's coming. Okay. Uh, you can see that they've killed all the fires that were burning up and through the walls mm-hmm. uh, as the, the smoke is beginning to retreat and roll back into the forest and right. the fog is beginning to close in again. Edgar uh, is going to disappear into the woods with it, though. Yeah, that's will watch it. Uh, Alistair, as you see, though, as you begin to catch your breath, you are coughing smoke. You are kind of soot blackened. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that there are points where it's charred. The, the, the combustion of these little creatures is charred through your clothing. Yep. There's at least three points in the wall that are near totaled. Uh, yeah, they're burnt okay. almost all the way through. They're going to have to be replaced, and that's a significant amount of work, and it leaves you significantly weakened to any other attacks. Okay. Um, but things are beginning to quiet down. You can see Puck has been, um, she's got um, a woman who's dressed as one of the soldiers with you. She's kind of uh, supporting Puck, getting her up the stairs as Puck is getting up to survey um, the damage from the top of this sort of the parapets. Okay. Um, Alistair would probably just be kind of walking around, making sure there's no more finishing off any that were straggling kind of thing. Um, Make make an intelligence check Mm -hmm. for me. Uh, It's a 10. 
Right, as you are, are you down on the ground outside yep. the walls? Uh, you are trying to get a good look at these things as you're kind of finishing off any that are straggling. Um, you have seen similar things like this, but not in this kind of force. Okay. You, uh, your suspicion is that these are coming out of what you have taken to call the deep woods. Okay. Uh, this is a section around the base of Mount Hookbar that uh, a lot of very strange and dangerous things are beginning to creep out of the woods and have been increasingly for the past several years. Mm. This is uh, by n- no means the first attack on uh, Ravenholm, mm-hmm. but it is... The biggest, probably. It's the first of this kind. It's the first of these creatures, which you've never seen yep. move as a hive before. Uh, but it, it's a pretty significant attack, and it it is escalating mm. week by week. Okay. Is Edgar, did he run, like, chasing them? Yeah. He okay. was kind of, as well as getting away from any more potential yep. backlash. Yep. Um, uh, Alice is going to, I mean, he's not really beat up at all, but he's, like, panting, so he's not going to run, but he kind of, like, jogs forward a little bit towards where Edgar were, and he's just going to call out, like, Edgar! You need to come inside. It's not safe out there. <laughs> you uh, make another perception check, actually, for me. Mm-hmm. Nine. Nine. Uh, you you kind of have a sense of where to look. You have had dealings with Wendigos before pretty significantly. Yep. And up in one of the taller branching trees, there is a, a lanky, thin figure. This, this thing you do not want to look directly at, and it looks down and goes... You've got to come inside. It's not safe. Don't give me that. He, like, sheaths the knife and holds his hands out so, like, he's not a threat. He's like, don't give me that. Come on. With a nine, uh, this is an Edgar. Oh. No, when you're looking at it in the Wendigo form, there is not much at all of the human Edgar here. Okay. This thing is beast. And it is uh, obedient to the alpha. Mm-hmm. It's not going to reason with you the way Edgar would. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. It's cautious of you. Yeah. Probably as this flowover of how mentally connected it is to Ernest, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that it knows that you're a quote unquote An friend. Yeah. But you're not friend. a you're not prey is kind of what it knows. Yeah. But this is not Edgar the human you can reason and converse with. Okay. Uh, so it's going to stay there until Ernest tells it not to stay there. All right. So Alistair kind of realizes, there's uh, probably not much point. And he's like, all right, be careful. And he turns around and is going to walk back towards the, the gate. Be careful. Uh, and as you, you clear the trees, there's about a 20-metre space between the tree line and the fences to give yourselves. You would like it to be more. You would like a much bigger space around you to see danger coming, especially because it would also increase your ability to farm that kind of land. But this is what you've been able to manage. Um, and you can, as you kind of stand catching your breath, uh, you're looking at people running back and forth across the wall, still trying to uh, fully put out fires and trying to remove 
smoldering wood from where it's touching un- unburnt stuff and you can hear uh, shouts and calling backwards and forwards and you can smell smoke and you can taste a little bit of blood in your mouth um, you can see Puck standing at the top of the parapets looking down you can see her gesturing and pointing Nancy beside her uh, and you can see that the light is beginning to dim night comes early these days in the archipelago through the fog and the heavy cloud uh, it's hard to tell exactly when it is but you know that you maybe only have an hour or two before full dark Dark Tides would not be possible without the support of our amazing patrons. And that's the best way to support the show is head over to patreon.com slash darktides. And I'd love to thank some of our newest members for coming along. Thank you to Suze, Brittany, Morrigan, Jacob Shall, Matthew Keaton, MSR and Her. Adriana, Kiana, Kiani? Kiani? Clint Barker, Dimitri, Ogneben, Henrietta, Henri- I'm losing it, man. Jacob Dawn, Tiger Eyes, B, Devcon, seven eight nine, Charity, Travis Cooksey, Eldritch Mecca, David Dryden, Robin Albritton, Bailey Black, Amanda in America, Aaron Adams, Jacinda, Emma. Faye Oz, Sarah M. Coleman, Kevin Price, Zach, Lee Barnes, Kira D. Harron, Colin Bois, Stephen Warman, Nathaniel, Undercommon Arts, number 27, Flower, Addie Erlin, Julita Pang, Red Panda, Lexi Norman, David O'Banion, Glenn Strouser, Jackson Maddox, Spixie Cafe, and dear old Angela, our longest supporting patron. Thank you so much to our amazing supporters. Uh, you keep the show going. You are our biggest support and our biggest help, and we could not be more grateful for you. We also have a really fun uh, Discord, which uh, only sometimes has cringe memes. The rest of the time, it's pretty good. So if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash darktides. Darktides.